This is BT Techno, a regular podcast series for financial advisors wanting to remain at the forefront of strategy, regulatory and industry news. Well, finally, it's here. We've been waiting a long time, but will it deliver what we want, what we need? Yes, I'm talking about the much-anticipated quality of advice review which will take place this year. Hello, I'm Brian Ashenden, and I have the pleasure of leading the BT Technical Services team a group of qualified individuals who are able to answer any technical advice strategy queries you may have for your clients. The last week, the government finalised the terms of reference for the 2022 Quality of Advice Review, whilst also announcing that Ms Michelle Levy, a partner in the law firm Allens, has been appointed as chair of the review. Now, the commencement of the Quality of Advice Review fulfils the government's commitment in responding to Recommendations 2.3, 2.5 and 2.6 of the Financial Services Royal Commission, all of which reference the need for review to be undertaken post the Royal Commission. Now, the finalised terms of reference make for interesting reading, not just because of what will be covered, but also what has been specifically ruled out or omitted from the draft terms of reference released late in 2021. So, what is included in these finalised terms of reference? Well, whilst it's called a quality of advice review, The main focus of the review does not appear to be about quality. We may not see comments at the end of the review about the percentage of advice reviewed that was good or adequate or poor like we have seen in previous advice reviews. It will really depend on where the review wants to focus. Now, this should not be taken as saying that quality is irrelevant, as the main focus of the government in its commissioning of this review is about the provision of high-quality, accessible and affordable financial advice for retail clients. Where the review takes its initial focus is the regulatory framework surrounding the provision of advice and whether it could better enable the fulfilment of those objectives, again being that quality, accessibility and affordability. The review will investigate opportunities to streamline and simplify regulatory compliance obligations to reduce cost and remove duplication, and whether principles-based regulation could replace rules-based regulation to allow the law to better address fundamental harms and reduce the cost of compliance. And in this regard, we should note that the Australian Law Reform Commission is already undertaking a review of this particular factor. The review will also investigate if documentation and disclosure requirements can be simplified to more closely align to the stated legislative principles in the Corporations Act that advice should be provided in a manner that is clear, concise and effective. Now, as part of the quality of advice review, there will be an examination of certain aspects of the legislative framework for financial advice. This includes the key concepts of financial product advice, general advice and personal advice, how those terms are used and how they are interpreted by consumers, and whether they could be simplified or more clearly demarcated. Also to be considered is the continuing relevance of the safe harbour provision for the best interest duty. Now, within his final report, Commissioner Hain noted that unless the review discovered there is a clear justification for retaining the safe harbour provisions, then in his view, those safe harbour provisions or steps should be repealed. Now, whilst the safe harbour steps served a purpose when the best interest duty was first introduced into the Corporations Act back in 2013, There is a question of their relevance today, especially given the way the concept of best interests is explicitly and implicitly referenced throughout the Code of Ethics, and under that code there is no safe harbour step defence. 
The review has been asked to consider whether consent arrangements for sophisticated investors and wholesale clients are working effectively for the purpose of financial advice. However, the review has been specifically instructed not to consider any changes to the definitions of retail client, wholesale client and sophisticated investor, including the current income and asset test thresholds. Now, this will be an interesting approach, as it would seem to apply that certain consent or acknowledgements that a wholesale client may give, perhaps as part of their classification as a wholesale client and understanding what consumer protections they will forego, will be considered um, as to their effectiveness as part of this review. However, the processes used to determine whether someone will be classified as a wholesale client in the first place is not to be investigated or commented on. Now, whilst this could seem to be an odd approach, perhaps the government is already turning its mind to consideration of this important issue and therefore does not require the review to spend time considering it. Now, we know this approach is being used in another context in the review process, as the review has been specifically instructed not to make recommendations on the professional standards for financial advisors. Again, we know that the government, through a recent Treasury consultation process, is already flagging the potential for the change to education requirements, particularly for existing advisors. And we saw FASIA undertake consultation in late 2021 on possible changes to Standard 3 of the Code of Ethics, with their findings handed to Treasury for any possible action. Now, perhaps the last thing to note from this review is that it is not due to report back to government until the 16th of December 2022. Now, as we all know, an election will be held before the middle of this year, so it is possible that the outcomes from a review commissioned by the current government may be handed to a different government later in the year. Whether that changes the focus of any potential reforms, which would not likely commence until sometime in 2023 at the earliest anyway, remains to be seen. But whatever the outcome or the focus of this review, we should remain focused to ensure it it delivers to the stated core objective ensuring that high-quality financial advice is accessible and affordable to retail clients. Now remember, if you have any technical questions, you can contact the BT Technical Services team on 1800 655 901 or by email to technical at com. And you can join us for our fortnightly BT Academy webinars where we will discuss all things technical and regulatory in the advice space. Our next fortnightly session is scheduled for Wednesday the 30th of March 2022, the day after the 2022 federal budget, when we'll be providing an analysis of any financial advice-related announcements for you, your business, and importantly, your clients. We will offer two sessions for these budget updates to give you flexibility on timing to suit you, with one scheduled for 9am Australian Eastern Summer Time and the other for midday Australian Eastern Summer Time. To register for either session, Head to www.bt.com.au forward slash professional and follow the links to the BT Academy webinar series. Like all our webinars, the session will also be available on demand if you can't join us live and all sessions are accredited for CPD purposes. Until next time, bye for now. BT Tech knows and now you know. Join us next time to keep ahead of the curve for strategy, regulatory and industry news. This podcast is being developed for financial advisor use only and provides general information only. It does not take into account any particular individual's objectives, financial situations or needs.